Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira, sitting across from me, as always. JTEX. JTEX, John Teixeira. This week, as promised, we are back to discuss the real figures of operating and setting up a short-term rental. Really, just the real figures of a short-term rental. This is the fun stuff, right? We've been talking about what it costs to set one up. We talked about what it costs to operate it, and now here's the fun stuff, right? Like, here's the the fruit, the the reward. Here's what you get out of it. Is it good? Is it bad? What What is it? I think it's subjective if this is the fun stuff, because I'm going to run stuff. over a bunch of numbers. Well, you're going to make the, it unfun, but... The, but the amount gets deposited into your bank account as the person experiencing <laughs> that is fun. the fun I'd stuff, like, right? I'd like to see my bank account going up. Yeah. It is going right. up, right? I don't know. Okay. You checked it lately? No. <laughs> I think I, that's the one I emptied a couple weeks ago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, to take you off that account. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's never a perfect science. So, we're going to talk about three different short-term rentals that we operate and manage that are in three, uh, I'd say, significantly different situations. Different products. Yeah, they're, they're definitely different products for different people, whatever. Um <clears throat> But again, this isn't a perfect science. You know, some properties have different things that others don't, you know. and um, But I, I think it'll be interesting to see that these significantly different businesses or products and this, these, these units, um, how on a percentage basis, how similar they come out on operations. You know what? Just a little precursor to the end here. I feel like you and I had a conversation in preparation for this and... I feel like we're all going to be a little bit surprised at, at I think we're all going to be surprised at, at, at how it all turns out at the end. When mm-hmm. we look at the three different ones to get like together, like here's what this one did, this one, this, this one did there, there's definitely a, a surprising revelation there that I think doing this project for this podcast probably um, enlightened us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? And and the figures, so there's a lot of ways people in the short-term rental industry on TikTok, when they talk about Airbnbs, <laughs> whole bunch of things, there's a lot of different ways that you can talk about these figures because what we're going to use is, let's call it gross payouts, um, revenues, our actual revenues into our account. Um, that's what we're going to use as our gross figure. So there's there's other ways you can do it to inflate these things or more complicated, like you know what the guest was charged, and then breaking that down after the service fees and blah blah blah. So we're not going to do that. This is the money that you know if we're using Airbnb as an example. This is those transaction payouts that come from Airbnb to you after they take the taxes out and the service fees out and the guest taxes out and all that stuff. This is the you know the net essentially payout, but we're going to call what, it the gross revenue. What about the revenue from VRBO and bookings and yeah, our that's, direct that's site? Why Are we doing that different. too? So like if you book with us directly, you know, it goes into our thing, you know, but so yes, it's, it's the net. It's what we're collecting, you know, um, which is what we call revenue. So this is gross revenue. Um, the first unit we're going to discuss is a three bedroom, two bath condo in Orange Beach, Alabama. Okay. It's okay. a vacation home. We're starting with the fun We're stuff. We're starting I with the vacation it. condo. I love it. Because um, it's, it's easy to call these vacation rentals, mm-hmm. but like this is actually where people go for vacation. Mm-hmm. So we're calling it a vacation condo. So this is after service fees, channel commi- <coughs> channel commission, sales tax, that kind of stuff. Money in our account. Okay. So this one, and this is over a roll or trailing 12 months. So we're going September 2021 to August of 2022. And there's certain reasons that part of that period is a little bit less than you'd see in a normal year, but it doesn't matter. Those those are the months we picked. That's the range we're going to go with. There we go. Love it. This is actual figures. This actually happened. Let's do it. The real stuff. This actually happened from September 21st to August 2022. Hey, before we do that, before we get into those numbers, okay, so this particular property, we talked about the cost of setup. Mm -hmm. And this particular property, we probably didn't have as much setup as, as we we normally would like on some of the other, the other two properties we're going to talk about because we bought the property furnished and mostly set up. We definitely had to put some money into it, but not as much as we might've, or that we did the other two. Yes. So there's part of 
so I picked these three specifically because in the last, they weren't set up in the last 12 months. Yep. There's more than 12 months have gone by since they've been set up. If I included these setup figures, you know, there's another unit that we set up 10 months ago, right? That would have the setup figures and the operations that would skew all of this, but it'd be a different way of looking at it. Um, I will get into that. At, towards the tail end. Okay, of this, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to take your your fire away no, from no, you. I just because that, I just wanted to paint a picture for people while they're sitting there thinking about if somebody's think, considering doing this, um, then they you know we need to get. Well, it brings up a good point. Setup is constant too. Mm-hmm. There's the yep. initial setup. Yep. We call it initial setup because yep. we capital I, improvements. I've kind of summarized happening. them in here to to upgrades, mm-hmm. right? Um, but. There's things you constantly have to do, replacing things, uh, upgrading things to make more money over the long term. So, um, and we can't strategically take all of those little things or big things out um, based on each unit that we've made those decisions. Because, uh, like the second one I'm going to talk about here, we've upgraded significantly in mm-hmm. the last 12 months yep. more than the other two. So nice. Um, but we're leaving that all in there because this is. Actually, okay, so this is with all capital improvements that happen throughout the year and everything. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, totally beaching this one. This one specifically uh, rounded out 82,000, 82,000 in gross revenue over the last 12 months. Um, And then we're gonna, we've talked in the past about cost of ownership. So I'm gonna do this to make it make sense in everybody's head and make this as simple as possible. We're going to go based on percentage. So I'm going to give you that first number. 82,000 is our gross revenue. These are all percentages that's of money that gross in our revenue. pocket. That's that's in our bank account. $82,000 over the course of that Before 12 months. The deductions I'm going to go Right, over. I understand. Yes. Okay. So on this specific unit, you got 29 the cost of ownership is 39% of that gross revenue. That does include HOA fees because these vacation units generally have a lot of amenities and all that stuff. So this includes like the mortgage and escrow and HOA fees. So that's just your baseline cost of ownership, whether it's vacant or occupied, you're paying this amount of money. And so, in this particular case, it also includes utilities, right? No, no. So I'm going to get into all that. Okay, this is all right. just those cost of ownership things. Right. Um, and then 15% over the last 12 months, 15% of that gross revenue went towards turnover, cleaning fees. Or, you know, turnover okay. cost of the cleaning crew. Um, 2.4% went to utilities. And then 6.8% went to repairs, upgrades, mis- miscellaneous Capital items. improvements. So, mo- yeah, mostly that's capital improvements. Some are repairs. Repairs, yeah. Um, on this one, specifically, before I decided to use my brain a little bit, I didn't break the two apart. On the yep. next two, I, I do. We didn't really so. do any capital improvements on that one. Not too much. A little bit, but not very little. No, uh, there was furniture replacement. So about yep. half of that's upgrades. About half of that six point eight percent is upgrades. About half is repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and mm. I actually included special assessments. So even over mm. the last twelve months, we're still paying special assessments towards Hurricane Sally repairs. That's right. So that's right. I'd say over half of that is actually just from that. So at the end of the day, we're basing these off of a twenty percent management fee. We're assuming that you're that you know. There's a lot of different management fees out there. We're just going that's with cheap. 20%. At Orange Beach, people would love to be able to find a 20% <laughs> management fee. And in, in other Beach. places, they're less. So we're, we're just going with 20%. So <laughs> the owner distribution or profit after a 20% management fee of the gross revenues is 14.5%, which comes out to just... Just a couple dollars under twelve thousand dollars. Wow, you kidding me? Over the I'm last making, twelve months, I'm making a thousand dollars a month yeah. off of that plan. And that's after like that's that's your money. That's your mortgage has been paid. There's no other costs. Like we just we're talking about all the costs on here. Um, that is the profit. We're gonna call that profit because that's what it is. Assuming you could do all these same figures yourself with self manager, you know, self management, we'd be talking about a. Th- 30.34.5% profit margin with a 12 times 3 is a 36. So yeah. 36 grand is what you'd be at with these same figures if you were managing it yourself. I need so. like 12 of those things, Kyle. Let's buy some more. <laughs> well, that's what we've been working on, right? So. All right. Let's get it. All right. Not, not to keep this boring, but we're going to run through these so we can do some actual comparisons. So that was a Orange Beach condo in Alabama and a hot, hot vacation spot. Right. And I'll briefly, since we're talking about 
these actual figures. I will go over on this one, hot season and slow season, just as some examples. September was, and this is breaking down those gross revenues per month. You got September 2021, just under six grand. October, about six grand. November, about five grand. December, about 7,600. Um, we had a snowbird in there, so these are a little bit skewed. You know, on another unit, mm. they'd be more because um, we had to honor an old Actually, old that agreement. snowbird probably reduced our revenue by a third, probably, of what it would normally about five be. Grand. About five grand yeah. was lost oh, okay. to that previous deal. So, skipping over January and February, March goes to five, and this is why they call it the hot season. So, in April, we go up to nine. In May, we go to 10,000. June, we're at 9,000. <clears> July, we're at 14,000 August we're at 12,000. So that's where the money's more made. than double. Yeah, you're getting significant difference in the summer because it's a beach condo, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yep. So I thought that was important to specify there. But you know what's more important there? What what I get out of that though is it's great to see all the numbers during the summer when you're supposed to get it, but what I see there is during the winter when you don't enough. know what you're going to do if you're feeling uncertain about this and you're saying, "Well, what am I going to do during the winter?" It's more than covering your expenses. Yep. Looks like... Uh, yeah. Except for when the snowbird was there, it, it 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 still profited every single month, did it not? Yeah. Without Well, without that snowbird, it would have made it all the way through. We have but another yeah. unit right Owner next to it. Owner distributions all the way up yep. to the snowbird. So, yep. yeah, we have another unit next... We're, we're basing this off a directly comparable unit. Um, and the only reason we're not giving you those numbers is that's the one we set up 10 months ago. And, yeah, so. got it. Um, so the second one, the second one is a, also a three bedroom, two bath, but this is a subdivision home with a pool in the great city of Mansfield, Texas. So okay. if you're not familiar, Mansfield, Texas is just a suburb of, our, you know, it's the city just south of Arlington, which is the city where Cowboy Stadium is, the one that splits Dallas and Fort Worth. So it's the southern suburb of DFW, essentially. It's a really good, um, bedroom community right with a probably higher than average um median income mm -hmm. okay and uh, i think the median sales price right now i think it's up to 380 yeah 384 some, something like that so that's what we're looking that's the kind of community we're looking at fast growing community over the past uh 10 to 15 years it has just boomed right it's probably that boom has probably started to slow down just recently um still growing though and um it just so happens to be the location we are currently recording this podcast and yep. have our office in downtown mansfield yeah, we're partial to it so, so this particular home is built in the 90s correct in an, an older neighborhood no hoa right um right in the middle of mansfield and uh it's pretty standard setup, open floor plan, standard setup. All the bedrooms are down and a bonus room upstairs. Correct. Just correct. to give it's people an idea of what of we're talking room. about. Yeah, yeah. The real estate agent and him really just came out there, didn't it? Well, <laughs> I just, I'm trying to give people a picture of what we're talking about when we're trying to decide what 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 am I revenueing and what kind of home is this that we're getting short-term rental revenue off of. The, only, the, the thing that this house really has going for it is of extremely private backyard yes. that is is all pool. Yeah, the whole backyard so, is pool. And we've talked a lot about this, about the the what makes yours special, what makes yours different, how pool homes can make you more money, whatever it is. Um, we're going to show you next. I'll, I'll get into the next one is also a three-bedroom, two-bath with a bonus room um, in Mansfield. It's very directly comparable, but does not have a pool. Mm. So we're, we're going to get to see the differences here. Um, and how we're gonna do our sports themed one, aren't we? Yeah, that's oh, I what love we're doing it. Next, I mean, I there's still it. a different target there, but so love it. So this this one, uh, Mansfield Pool Home, uh, ninety three thousand in gross revenue wow. over the last twelve months. So made more than the condo. It did, and part of that is the off season and snowbird. It, yep. you know, about okay. the same, but uh, okay. you know, there's always these butts when short term yep. rentals because they're very they're less. Uh, I'd say they're less consistent, but. Even then, there's a lot of consistency that we're going to get into when we compare these percentages. So 93,000. So the cost of ownership it on that is nine or 29 percent. Yeah, 97. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's 29 percent, which in, in direct comparison is the same amount 
as the mortgage and escrow on everything on the Orange Beach one, which don't have HOA fees, which added 10% to the previous. So 29% is where we're starting. Cleaning on this one was 12.7% of those gross revenues. And in comparison to the Orange Beach, it was 15 before. So it's actually a little bit less, Um, you know, just because it's in our, I'd say this, the reason for that is it's in our, our realm and we have a lot of in-house services we mm-hmm. use and ways we can make that cheaper. So, uh, but yeah, still staying a little consistent. So 12.7 to cleaning and turnovers. Utilities came in at 6.6% of mm. those, that revenue. Landscaping at 2.6%, which we didn't need to do in a beach condo. Um, but call that HOA fees, right? So repairs broken out was 2.1%. Upgrades and uh, capital improvements were 5.5%. We did hmm. a little bit more work over the last 12 months in uh, upgrading I, that place. I and would have expected that number to be higher knowing how much we did. We did a lot of work over there. We did. We did it for good prices too. Yeah. So, but sometimes mm. when you see a transformation, like like say we would do redo all the pillows and the color schemes and all that and realize that we can do that all for... Less mm-hmm. than you'd think, so especially when you're going percentage of ninety three grand, um, and then miscellaneous expenses uh, were two point one. So. so, so something stood out to me there, Kyle, that people might be wondering about. Okay, and I started to allude to this before when we talked about the condo, and you said the utilities were at two point nine percent on the condo, and now you're at six point six percent. So people might be, if people tuned into that the way I did, they might be like, "Whoa, why is that?" Well. The main reason is because the condo's utilities are included in the HOA fee except for the electricity. So that 2.9% is really just electricity because our Wi-Fi, TV, water, all of that stuff is included in our HOA where on this one that you're sharing with us, the 6.6%, the utility should include all of that stuff as well. Yeah, it actually, uh, the utilities is water, electricity, gas, and internet services yep. on, on this one where, you know, you wouldn't have to do that before. All so. we have is electricity on the other one. So yeah. I just wanted to clarify that because that stood out to me and I figured if somebody else heard that the way I did, they may be wondering why it's so different. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, so that 10% HOA fee that we paid on the previous one mm-hmm. and 2.4% of utilities. 12.4, mm-hmm. where if you take it on this side, you got 6.6 plus 2.6 um, of landscaping, you know, comes out to... It brings your HOA down a little bit if you consider... Yeah, yep, you're paying for your it. own yep. own provided amenities. Yep. Yep. So, and the 2.1 being uh, of miscellaneous, um, I should have categorized that better. A lot of that's pool service. Mm. So, yep. yeah. So, it seems kind of high, but, yep. you know, keeping the... the the amenity everyone's there for yep. up is is actually more than you think. So, and then the final number. So, at a twenty percent management fee, after all those things I just mentioned, you're looking at twenty one point five or twenty one point four percent profit. Wow! After a twenty percent, so if you were self managing, be forty one point four percent of that ninety two grand on this specific. Y'all, this record. is this and is the figure for that is just a few dollars under twenty grand. Three dollars under twenty grand for the entire After year. After a twenty percent management fee. Goodness gracious, that's even better. Let's get more of those. Yeah. Now we're right. up to. Now I can feed me like and me. my wife. Nice. Now we can feed me and my wife. I hey, wish someone would have said we should get more of these. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the you know this is can I again? I, I know you got one more to do, Kyle, but I just want to remind people this is passive income, right? This is this is what people are talking about creating businesses that create passive income. A business would kill for that profit margin. Any business would. You don't think Verizon or Amazon or any of those would kill for a 24% profit margin? 21.4, but they, they definitely would. And that's that's why we're doing this because I get a lot of, I talked to a lot of people last week, actually, when we were, I told somebody to keep an eye out for this because they're like, I see all these TikTok videos and screenshots of the Airbnb payouts and I just feel like it can't be real. You know, like there's got to have other expenses or that's not what they're putting in their account. Like, yeah, some, maybe some are more true than others or whatever it is. So that's why we wanted to do this is this is the, I'm reading you numbers from the actual reports that we give our clients. These are, these are straight up. These, these profit margins are from a line figure of money I sent to people, you know? 
And the reason we're saying after the 20% management fee is that's why we're giving you this passive amount because that's after the fee you pay to make this completely hands off. There you go. So There you go. That's the goal, right? You know. that, that's the goal, man. It's, it's always the goal. Whenever you can set up a business and or an investment instrument like this that's going to create passive income for you, that's how you do it. That's how you win. That's how you build wealth. That's how you set up the rest of your life. That's how you set up the your your legacy and your generations to come, mm-hmm. right? If your generations before you weren't able or didn't know how to do this, you should be doing it for your following generations. Yeah. Somebody's got to start doing it. <laughs> I love it. The inspiration. So we're going to get into the third one. So this is the Mansfield pool home, three bedroom, two bath. No, Mansfield home, three bedroom, two bath. Pretty close to the center of Mansfield. Location isn't too much different. Just doesn't have a pool. You know, and it's, I will admit it's, uh, it's a couple hundred square feet smaller, but... So newer home, a little bit newer than the other one. It's a single story. There isn't any bonus. There is a a bonus room, but it's not quite like this, the one that we talked about. Like you said, no pool. So the one thing I want people to understand is these are homes that are right smack in the middle of a subdivision. I know you said that, but I want people to understand. Mm -hmm. These are common everyday homes that people are living in. The plumber is coming home with his plumbing truck and parking it in front of his truck, you know, in front of the house every day. These are, these are normal people, right? That, that in normal neighborhoods in the middle of Mansfield, this is nothing special. They're they're They have purposes, like they're near things and we've steamed them to get stays, but like, that's the other thing that's interesting about these numbers that they all have different purposes, right? You got vacation homes where you get a lot more on weekends and these first two are more short-term stays where this last one I'm going to talk about were more open and more accepting of longer stays, like week or two-week, three-week stays. And this one was one of the first, if not the first, we started, right? No, this is... Yeah, it was one of one of the first three, I, I, I believe. I, I think it's the third one we did. It's been a while, and I've kind yeah. of lost track of where we started. But if, if this wasn't the first one, it was one of the very first ones. And 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 the our thinking behind it was it's really close to um, big league dreams, the softball fields, right? And so we were thinking the tournaments coming in and things, people coming in at the time. We thought that would be the draw. Before you get into the numbers, Kyle, has that proven to be true? Like, as uh, what I mean by that, is that the main draw of this home? I'd say it's it's now the secondary because it is the right. draw. But the need of this home has shown itself to be locals needing places in, for interim stays because there isn't anywhere in Mansfield or any, really anywhere close to Mansfield for a displaced family with school to get to every morning and and all these things um, to stay nearby and get a home, their floors in their house replaced for two weeks or whatever it is. How about family coming in? How about family coming in to visit for for Thanksgiving and I don't have enough room in my home? Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's it's been its new primary purpose. I mean, it's still set up and our target's still for sports theme, BLD stays, that kind of thing, but we've We've met the demand of longer stays and family stays. So I think what I'm getting at, though, Kyle, is I think you and I have both been through this process of learning over the years. We've been, we're not so surprised by it anymore, but I think at first we were surprised by the amount of people coming in and staying in this home for for events, for visits that we never even considered. My daughter is has a volleyball tournament in Grapevine. <laughs> well, great. Why are you staying 35 minutes away? And what you don't realize is that people don't really have a concept of a map when they're when they're when they're finding these things. They're looking in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Maybe you know, maybe it's showing it to something with them within 30 minute drive or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but. But the point is, people are going all over the place and still picking up our listing and finding it and wanting to stay there. Yeah, and there's it's a lot of that's about 
you know, ways to be successful and do all this. But the way, the re- one of the main reasons I wanted to bring this one in is I'll start off by saying you're going to notice there's a lower revenue figure. Mm. And, the, you know, for comparison of all these, this is why the only actual, you know, dollar sign number we're giving you is a starting gross revenue so that you can oh, compare these this percentages. One hurt? No. So, well, this one's significantly less. $65,000 is is the gross Oh, so I'll be able to feed months. my mother-in-law now? Okay. All right. Good. 65000 So in comparison to the pool home we were just talking about that was at 93, this one's at 65. But because of reasons where we just, a lot of reasons we just described, sometimes you change operation targets to minimize expenses and it's this whole balance. Mm-hmm. So the... Cost of ownership on this one, including HOA fees, is 29%. Hmm. Almost exactly what the other one was. Yeah, this 29% figure has came up on all three of these. So, you know, Hmm. maybe use that Hmm. in your your analysis to see that's how... We didn't plan these all to be 29%. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of how it worked out. Um, So, cleaning on this... Cleaning and turnover services was 6.2%. So you may instantly notice that is significantly less than the last two mm-hmm. we were talking about. We started saying 15, we were at nearly 13 on the last one. This one's at 6.3. Because we typically 6.2. have longer stays there, right? Yes. So there's less turnovers. There's yep. less cleaning tasks. So, I um, mean, we've made it that way. Um, utilities, 6.3. So that's pretty much in line with the last Mansfield home we had. And this is for the same reasons you're paying for everything. Utilities, gas, internet, um, electricity, gas, internet. And then landscaping. Landscaping and pest control was 5.9% of that number. So these feel like bigger figures because of the lower revenue than, mm-hmm. than we mentioned before. Um, repairs, was 7.9%. It's definitely higher, but we just we just had a big repair at the, in the well, beginning of summer. Like like the other one, and even more so than the other one. This is a property that we've been operating for quite some time, mm-hmm. for years, and it needed some freshening up. And this year we chose to come in, and oh, so that figure is five point four upgrades. And setup upgrades okay. over the year was 5.4. 7.9 was just repairs. Got it. Needed a new air handler on an ACE. Mm. Either of those things even happened That's in short term right. rentals. But, That's right. Um, and then miscellaneous was 0.8%. So, but the great thing is, is even after all that, we're $30,000 less on our revenue, okay, than we were on the previous Mansfield home. Okay. The profit the and distribution to owner is 15.6% after a 20% management fee. Wow. At Ten thousand, a little over ten thousand dollars. So just wow. under that thousand dollars a month. So um, definitely making less than the pool home. But in comparison, from the beginning, after the twenty percent management fee, we said fourteen point five, then we said twenty one point four percent, and now we're at fifteen point six percent. So on a on a percent of revenue basis, this one beat the totally this this beat the Orange Beach condo. Wow. That's that's incredible, and 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 not more money in your pocket, but and there were a lot of either unexpected or unnecessary expenses in that. I mean, we're giving you real numbers here, mm-hmm. right? So, on a normal year, there's a lot of capital improvements that we put into that home that we wouldn't normally do. Yeah, and and like you said, changing an air handler, you know, and that kind of stuff. That's once every you know fifteen twenty years you're doing that. Um. And there's not a lot of big expenses that go into maintaining these homes. Those are the biggest ones, right? So, well, so. And it's, we've we've talked about this in our other episodes about short-term rentals. Is one nice thing is you you have more control to minimize, well, minimize upgrades, but also mm-hmm. minimize repairs because you're in there constantly, regularly, constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to let a tenant slowly deteriorate over two years and now you need a whole fresh new paint job you, you know go and you make someone nicks a tweaks. wall you fix it you know you yep. yeah constant tweaks yeah yep. exactly instead yeah. of big giant repair jobs you, yeah because in in i'd say in in owning rentals it can feel like all this stuff comes at once like tenant gives you a move out notice now you need a new ac and you need to paint the whole place and you need new flooring and blah 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 like all these problems didn't come at once they you're just you now have to deal with them all mm-hmm. at once. Um, they <clears throat> deteriorated over time and probably could have been avoided to some degree with right. better residents or <laughs> a turnover crew and a management company in there twice a week. <laughs> so um, definitely get more eyes on it. It's just the nature of this business. So um, to keep things general, 
Let's go back over this. So first one, monthly unit cost was 39%. Second one, 29%. Third one, 29%. Still pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. Varying revenue ranges. Um, Cleaning on the first one was 15%. Second one, 12.7 to 13%, and 6.2 on the third one. So you had some consistency with, I'd say, the shorter-term stays on the first two. Longer-term stays got you a little bit less. And utilities, you know, 2.4 on the first, 6.6 on the second, 6.3 on the third. So it kind of tells you where you're paying for all of them versus some of them. You know, it would be interesting, Kyle, to know, and I know you didn't do this and prepare for this, but it sure would be interesting to have an understanding of, since we used a couple homes that we could have rented, we could have long-term rented, right? I wonder what the difference in revenue is. If I made, on that last one, if we made $10,000 over the course of a year, right, in net profit, right? I wonder what that looks like if we had long-term rented that. You know, well, just looking at numbers, I mean, twenty two hundred dollars a month. Say you're getting a thousand bucks a month in this profit margin. Um, we've helped a lot of investors do their analysis on whether they're going to buy a home. Do any of them? Do any of them target a thousand dollars a month? Yeah, in cash no, that's flow? a lot. Most of them tell me, "Well, as long as I make a couple hundred bucks, that's what most people yeah. are shooting for—a couple hundred bucks a month." And so, say it's two hundred, mm-hmm. right? Like I know one investor; he's, that's the number he wants two at least two hundred. Uh, month in cash flow. So if even if we do a thousand, we're doing five times better. Mm-hmm. If we're at you know this other one that's twenty thousand, let's call that eighteen hundred. You know, mm-hmm. that's eight times better. Yep. So you know, and you can get you know obviously you're going to generally pay higher management fees, but it's uh, at the end of the day it's an investment with numbers, and that's why we're giving them to you. Yep. So, and I can't give you. all these same comparison and figures across our whole short-term rental portfolio partially because um, there's different units with different situations and we don't have all these numbers on on all of them. Uh, And they're not ours. We're feeling comfortable about giving you some examples of homes that are ours, right? That we own. Correct. And I mean, we're not going to give you numbers on other people's That we have a full, not even that they're ours, that we have a full picture of all the costs down to the profit. You know, some people don't put their mortgages on us and what their other costs are. So, but this, this is based on our entire portfolio over the year of gross revenues or all of the units we manage, own, all that, because these items we do always pay for. So, uh, from those gross revenues, thir- the, the cleaning and turnover cost is 14%, 13.94, 14%. So that stayed consistent with the first two I gave you. It's 15%, 13%. This one across 16, this is over the last 12 months. So over 16 different short-term rentals, we got 14%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in cleanings. Love it. So, um, well, 16 because that's what I put in this report, but that's, <laughs> that's most of them. Um, and then utilities, 3.4, you know, actually came in at the average of these three that I gave you because a lot of them, I'd say about half of them are like this first one where they have water included in the HOA and mm-hmm. you know, varying factors. And repairs, 7.4%. So, and seems pretty consistent also. It huh? does seem pretty consistent. I mean, we had before we had 7.9, we had 2.1, we had 6.8. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I give you these figures to show you that it's not just consistent over different operation targets and different products. An entire portfolio. Entire portfolio of significantly different products and mm-hmm. significantly different targets. Essentially saying that these are figures you can use. You can count on them. Well, yeah, you can With count on certainty. them or use them in your analysis. Because one of the biggest things, it's hard for us to give them to people without doing something like this. But one huge thing you don't find out there is how do I analyze if I'm going to make money off an Airbnb? Well, does the math figure out your gross? That's why I gave you all these numbers on a percentage. So the one thing you can get out of people and sites and whatever is estimated annual gross revenue. Mm-hmm. So I just gave you a bunch of percentages. So is if, if you do the math on your on your estimated annual gross revenue, how much are your cleanings going to be? How many are you going to have? All right, this comes out to 30%. Well, probably not going to be a good 
good deal for you. We're talking about 14% here, 15 at okay. a max. Kyle, I want to, I want to, everybody, there's a, there's a popular program out there that we use also, right? That people use to do exactly what you just said, right? They, they can plug in an address and it'll tell you what your average revenue should be. I want to talk about that a little bit for a moment. Now that you've given us these real numbers mm-hmm. on three of our units, this is something I remind people of all the time. And I try not to push it too hard, but I want to remind people when you have something that's professionally managed, it should revenue a lot more than one that's not professionally managed for a whole bunch of reasons. I'm not going to get into it for this conversation because we've gotten into it in our past podcasts a lot, right? But when I go on that site or on that program that I'm referring to and I plug in one of these three, let's let's say the pool home that made 93. 93. If I Brought put in. that address Brought in... in 93. It's going to pull up for me six to nine comparable homes nearby and give me what their their average daily rate is, what their total annual revenue is. It's going to tell me how what their occupancy days are. It's going to give me all kinds of great information. Based on days available, yeah. Right. I... I what I know I'm going to see if I were to do that, and I wish we had done that before here so so we could bring that because I think that would be an interesting interesting insight. What I know I'm going to see is a much lower average daily revenue than what we're actually giving you, right? Almost every time the revenue from that that comes up on that site is so much lower than what we actually get. Well, because sometimes it's not a full picture, you know. Um, it's it's not a full picture, but it also look every single one of those comps that we're up against right there. They're not doing as well for a whole bunch of different reasons as we are. Oh, they're not I saw operating you're as a business. Yeah. One, two, they may not be have they may not have their home available for the entire year. Maybe somebody that's just snowbirding. And leaving their home available, like for six months out of the year, and that's that isn't in the picture. But I always tell people, here's the report, but I can guarantee you, we are going to crush these numbers. Well, and you say I didn't do that before. I have done that before. I did that recently. It was easy. I just evaluated a property in Mansfield, Texas. That was it. It gave you <laughs> the top properties in Mansfield, Texas, and they happen to be ours, two of which were ours, and they were ours at a significantly higher revenue for similar properties than the other four. Mm-hmm. And we use that, and I'd call it a in a pitch, but in reality, we were just showing them like we show anybody else. But that's that's where the credibility comes because it's just like any other professional service. You expect them to do better than you could do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, they expect them to have knowledge of the marketing and what sites need and the ability to do things. Uh, so. You know, that's where that's where the professional management comes in. Because, like, on these, you saw how much more you could make by doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. But let's turn that around. You, you, you can own only these three. You won't get anywhere near those three numbers. Well, 87, you 93, won't, and 65. The, what we just gave you after paying 20% management fee, making this passive, right, adds up to the medium income in the United States. So you have... Just about the median income of a passive income from owning three properties. So, I love it. Kyle, I'm sitting here thinking about our audience and are we inspiring our audience, right? And I'm thinking about um, a friend of mine that texted me recently that said they're on their way to Tennessee to set up their ninth STR, loving the podcast and can't wait to contribute. I can't wait to have him on, Kyle. And I don't even know the details of his story, but if somebody is on their way to set up their ninth in one market, all Gatlinburg area, Tennessee, if they're setting up their ninth one, what does that tell you? That it's working. That it's working. The first eight are killing it. Otherwise, I'm not going to go do my ninth. I'm not doing my eighth unless the first seven were doing good. And I mean, you can well, keep the, going. The, the greatest part is, and we, this is a different way of a lot of things we've talked about. The greatest part is when you have like, when that eighth 
And that one through eight is paying for the setup of your ninth. And, yeah, exactly. And then there your you go. one through ninth is paying for the setup of your tenth. And then, you know, because we just talked about three, that in a year you'd have somewhere around $50,000 to do with what you will. Not, not what you will, but, and I didn't, we're not talking about and, state and, and federal income tax here, but this is money that you can go put into another you know, investment. It's a, it's a great point, Kyle, because you know, I have an account, right? That is for that all of my rental account income goes into. And I always encourage all of my clients and all of my investors to do the same thing. I, every time, I don't care whether you have one property or you have 28 properties, it doesn't matter. I want you to have a separate account that that money goes into so you can watch it grow. Kyle, to your point, and that, you know, your expenses come out of that account also, right? Mm-hmm. My mortgages come out of that account and everything. I have a pile of money sitting there so that when I, when I, and it's for nothing more than what you just said. It's, it's that next property that I identify that I want to buy. I've got some money there. I don't have to wonder the where the R. money's coming from. It's the last R. Burr. The last <laughs> R and burr. That's right. So you can repeat. So. We talked, those numbers are primarily for operations, you know, and after, I'd say, to be fair, this isn't, we could do a whole podcast of, of the strategy and numbers that go into the first six months of, of a property, but we wanted to keep this into what you can expect and what you can analyze. But like, here is just a quick example of a setup. People always underestimate setup because they under. They underdeliver what they're supposed to mm-hmm. set up in an experience, and they they try to cut corners when they go in over a budget, setup. They freak out. That's the number one thing you can't do. So, yeah. and th- what what I'm going to talk about here is a small, call it 1,300 square foot, three bedroom, two or three bedroom, two and two and a half bath. No, no, three bedroom, two bath. Um, pretty standard. Not a huge living room. Not a huge dining room. Uh, the property already had a dining room table and beds in each room. Just call that like blank slate with basic furniture, right? No TVs, nothing. It just had, you know, a bed in each room and okay. the, the table. So All the right. base furniture you can get, right? To keep this really simple, we we quoted the entire setup that needed to be, re- that remained after that at $15,000. And that is where people are like, we already got the furniture, how are you going to spend another 15000 And I'm like, well, the quick. small things add up, and you can't neglect the small things. Um, and, and the things you're not thinking about. The things you're not really thinking about. Up. The experience. The experience costs mm-hmm. money. What do you have in your house? How many empty drawers do you have? How many dressers do you have that are empty? How many kitchen? How many kitchens do you have that are completely empty with nothing in them? Here's, something, here's something people don't think about. Let's just take this one small detail, and this is one of many, okay? How about bed bug covers <laughs> for pillows and mattresses? If you look at a standard queen, just take a standard queen on ensemble, okay? You have one bed bug mattress. That's going to cost you at least $30, if, if maybe even $40, just for that cover. We're not talking linens. We're just talking about the cover that you put around the mattress so that you don't have to worry about bed bugs and, or anything else for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now you put those around the pillows because we want to protect our guests yeah. from this thing, put right? Bed bug mattress protectors on the right. mattress and the pillows. So on. you have at least two pillows, at least, on each bed. Shit, four. You probably have more. <laughs> you should have more. Let's just say two. How much are each one of those? A pack of two, I believe, is 25 bucks, something like that? 30 no, bucks? No, no. More? It's like more 35, than 35 per, per mattress protector. I'm so. already... If I only have two bed, two pillows, I'm already $80 into this and I haven't even put linens on it. And that's only one bed. And it's probably more like $100, $120 per bed. And if I have three bedrooms, what is that? That's almost $1,000, right? And this doesn't include And labor. we haven't this even put linens on yet. Time to do this and to, you know. I'm, all I'm Buy doing, it in right. some cases or get it from Amazon or whatever. I'm using this as an example to mm-hmm. demonstrate this is one thing that nobody thinks about and I've already spent $1,000 and nobody puts it in their budget. That's correct. I mean, how much one room can cost you is like, let's go on this, in this example, in the, in the, uh, 
the 15,000 I just told you. So the kitchen, just summing up the kitchen, it doesn't include any of those things. It's 2,000 in this estimate. 2,000. That was an empty kitchen, right? And that's because you need dinnerware, flatware, glassware, cookware, bakeware, coffee maker, coffee cups, pot holders, dish towels, toaster, blender, kettle, spice, spices and spice rack, dish sponge, cooking oils, mesh coffee filter, ground coffee, sugar and creamer, cooking utensils, knife block, measuring cups, mixing bowls, cutting boards, food storage, almost on trash can soap dispenser (laughs) silverware and utensil drawer organizer surge protector with usb ports for charging your phone and in the section that's designed for that how many people how many people do we market this home for how many people do we market this home? eight so so you need enough to supply those eight in all that so that's the one mistake people make also right They, they go get and I'm not being ridiculous by going through this list. I'm saying this is just the kitchen, like, this like is just outdoor the use drinkware, outdoor use dinnerware, because we have a, a setup outside for eating out outdoors. Right? You have to you have to supply the the utensils for that. Uh, sponge holder. We like we we've thought of it all on here. Um, <laughs> I, I I always find this one funny. An anti fatigue mat. Why do you think we have it specified on there? Because you put this. You cut. You spend two dollars more on a on a kitchen mat that's that has that padding in it. People love it. Mm-hmm. We found that out. Yep. You know that costs us two bucks. It's not being ridiculous. It's, yep. It's it's from feedback. And then you just got to throw money for decor on there. But all those things I just mentioned, that's a cheap kitchen. It was two thousand, right? Mm. And we only got through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We didn't get through the outdoor backyard with the setup for cooking and grilling or the other three bedrooms or like what you said the. Uh, the small things the things you don't think about yeah yeah let's see because it can be cheaper but they they add up like how many rooms do you have (laughs) you know even if every room costs a thousand dollars and every bathroom costs a thousand dollars in a three bedroom two and a half bathrooms gonna cost you at least two no no kitchen's actually one of the more expensive so but the backyard you know the backyard adds up um Let's see. Let's, let's living room, right? Most people would think about a living room as as one of these options. Living room is going to cost us fifteen hundred. It's a smaller list: sofa, floor rug, TV, surround sound speaker. Um, maybe you don't need that. Good thing there's not even that's not even included in the price. Some of these bonus items we have zeros for because they're optional, right? That was one of them. But you got a utility tray for the for the coffee table, surge protectors with USB ports, decor, throw blankets, throw pillows, uh, pillow covers. You know, it doesn't sound those all, like sounds like duh, right? So, so well, it's fifteen hundred bucks. It all adds up. Well, you're making a point here. I feel like you're getting to a point. What is the point? The point is you have to think about every item in every room for the guest, the maximum guest count. I think that's probably the biggest place people fail. Oh, this place could totally sleep 10 people. But I'm going to put two of everything in every room. Right. Because most of the time, it's only going to be two people. Well, you don't you don't set it up for most of the time. You have to set it up for the worst case scenario, the eight people staying there that you're offering it to. And I guess the reason why you're kind of going through this right now is bec- to, to demonstrate that if you're going to get these numbers that we've talked about, this is what you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah, this, these are things you, you have to, like, you can't, I could show, we could go through another example of people who tried to hmm. get, that we, we sucked it up management and managed them, but they didn't do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. I should compare those numbers to these, mm-hmm. and they're going to be significantly different percentages because the gross revenue is lower. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to that, right? Mm-hmm. You should be getting that gross revenue. And one thing you mentioned is, Linens, it's probably one of the biggest costs is linens because if you want to have an efficient process and lower cleaning fees, you need to have the ability to have efficient turnovers and same-day turnovers, making meaning that you need at least two sets of everything. Mm-hmm. So add up all the linens you need, times it by two. In reality, times it by three because you want one to put out, you want one to be there, and you want one to take. Mm-hmm. There's better, you know. Sometimes you can clean it on site and get away right. with two, but at the end of the day, those costs don't even equate to. You think when I'm making or when we're bringing in seventy three thousand, you think I'm or ninety three thousand a year that we're gonna second guess spending the extra five hundred for an extra set of linens to make sure that we make that ninety three and not eighty three. I'm not. No, you're not. You know why? Because you know what's affected by all that too. All the things you're talking about affect 
reviews. And there's nothing more that affects your revenue more than reviews. Yeah. And everything you're talking about right now, all the ways you can cut corners, I mean, it's it's all going to affect your reviews. You're not cutting corners. You're cutting into your revenue. Yep. So. Yep. I, I, Good I, job, Kyle. That That's, man... Way to way to wrap up! Like, what what a great series! Like, people people are wondering, people are watching people on TikTok and Reels and and Facebook bragging, right? And 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 you're right. We don't know whether their brags are right, whether they're wrong, whether they're there's probably uh, there's probably truth in all of it, right? We just don't know what they're like. Are they? You know, to your point, you can you can go through. I can go through my emails and see that. The Airbnb that I, I had a reservation for this amount and this amount and this amount and this amount. I can add them all up and go, whoa, right? It's not my real number, is it? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not the real number that's going well, into my bank account, which is what you just gave us. And a lot of people now on sp- social media, especially, are talking about and showing people and, and and giving them numbers on rental arbitrage, which is this is what we just described. This is not rental arbitrage. No, we own not. these. That's right. And, I'm not even going to get deep into the difference because unless you know what rental arbitrage is, um, there's a lot bigger risks in it um, for different reasons. So we could do a whole episode about that. <laughs> maybe we will. Well, maybe next year we'll be able to do a deeper dive into rental arbitrage because we are doing some of that. Um, just to we're 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 playing with it a little bit just so that we can. Yeah, I mean, I used to have eleven of them, thirteen of yep. them. So, but we can get into why I'm saying used to. <laughs> that's right that's right so but if you guys have any questions about anything you want some numbers you want us to analyze uh one of your short-term rentals manage them really it's what you need so give us a call 817-818-9039 if you made it all the way through this podcast i'm going to tell you that if you press star after typing that number you will get me directly Ooh, yeah and the Kyle direct number to himself. John is uh, the little end button. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email. Show, Show me, me the, the money, money at wertpm.com. Tell us how much you want to make on your potential short-term rental, and I'll tell you if that's possible. But, Love uh, it. Good job, Kyle. Thank you guys for tuning in again. This is the third leg of our little short-term rental um, gauntlet we just went on. Um, so if you have any other questions about that, come talk to us in the great city of downtown Mansfield or give us a call. So Love it. We're going to have we're gonna have Trevor on next week, yeah? Yeah. Trevor Kerr with, uh, what was it, Gateway Mortgage? Gateway talk about mortgage. arms, not Trevor legs. Kerr. We're going to talk about arms. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Tune in and goodbye. Later.